Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. It's me, Jim Hall, here for one more day from 2953 Analytics. Welcome to Auto Line Daily for Wednesday, the 25th of August, 2010. As always, here's what's going on in the automotive world. The federal government is investigating at least 20 dealerships that may have violated the rules of last year's car allowance rebate system. That's the Cash for Clunkers program. According to USA Today, auditors report that as much as $94 million in rebates may have been ineligible due to the lack of proper documentation. That's about 3.3% of all the claims submitted. There were other issues reported as well. For instance, some dealers allegedly shipped cars overseas that were meant to be destroyed, which was a condition of the program. So far, nine different stores have paid a combined total of nearly $72,000 in fines. Altogether, this is a remarkably small amount of fraud to uncover, given the scope of the three-plus billion dollar program involving nearly 19,000 dealerships and almost 700,000 new car buyers. Over in Russia, the 2010 Moscow International Motor Show is underway, and we've got a few reveals to share with you. Renault introduced its future flagship sedan for Russia called the Latitude. Two engines are going to be available when it goes on sale. A 2-liter gas engine mated to a continuously variable transmission and a 2.5-liter V6 paired with a 6-speed automatic. More engines will be available later. As you'd expect for a flagship model, the Latitude features a generous helping of luxury features, some of them seen on much more expensive cars. Driver's seat has a massager with four different settings, just like a Bentley Continental, and has an air quality control system that features an ionizer that spreads fragrance throughout the cabin, perhaps the aroma of burning peat. The Latitude launches in Russia this fall, and then it'll be released in 50 countries around the world, but debuts in the old uh, CIS. Hyundai revealed a subcompact vehicle called the Concept RB. Hyundai says the front sheet metal of the Concept is pretty much retained for the production version. When it goes on sale, customers will have a choice of either a 1.4 liter or 1.6 liter four-cylinder gasoline engine with a five-speed manual transmission. An optional four-speed automatic will be available as well. The vehicle will be built in Russia when it goes on sale in the country next spring. Earlier in the week, we reported that Chinese automaker BYD, which is backed by billionaire investor Warren Buffett, wasn't meeting sales expectations. And as a result, the company reported a weaker profit than expected. But now the company has even more problems. According to Bloomberg, the Chinese government is considering punishing the company for illegally building factories on farmland. Even though the company owns the land, it's zoned for agricultural use. And China is struggling with its expanding economy and at the same time maintaining the ability to grow food for an equally big chunk of citizens. Analysts fear that if the government doesn't make an example of BYD and punish them, other companies will continue to build illegally on farmland. Wards reports that a British company called Zero Shift Limited has developed a new kind of multi-speed gearbox that can extend the range and boost the battery life of EVs by up to 10%. Double digits, that's a big claim. This could allow automakers to use smaller, lighter electric motors to save weight and cost. The company claims the transmission doesn't require any kind of clutch, and it can change gears as seamlessly as an automatic thanks to its unique design. Zero Shift has replaced the synchro mesh found in a conventional manual gearbox with a pair of interlocking rings that allow the ratios to change without interrupting the torque flow. Mitsubishi has slashed the launch price of its IMEV electric car in the United Kingdom. According to Wards, the MSRP dropped by a whopping 25% to, drumroll please, a more affordable but still outrageous 28,990 pounds. That's almost $45,000 in our money. Keep in mind, that's the price before a 5,000 pound government incentive. The IMEV is set to go on sale in England January 1st. In still more electric news, Wards reports that some 18,000 people in the US have put money down to buy a Nissan Leaf. The next step 
is for these intenders to convert their deposits into dealer orders, which will make the dealers happy. The car goes on sale in the U.S. this December. Initially, the electric hatchback will be imported from Nissan's Opama plant in Japan, with North American production set to begin later next year. And speaking of electric vehicles, coming up after the break, a few of my thoughts on the weird combination of wisdom and folly of electric vehicles. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. Have no doubt, electric vehicles are coming and are going to be part of the automotive landscape that nobody's going to be able to ignore. For manufacturers, the benefits of EVs are significant. There are effectively zero emission certification costs. If you think about it, car companies in a year will spend billions of dollars on emission certification on a global basis. Also, the way the EPA has decided to calculate the energy used by uh, EVs, the CAFE perks are spectacular, with EVs delivering in the 200 plus mile per gallon range. That offsets a lot of big pickups. From customer standpoint, they're going to be a perfect complement to many buyers' family fleet. If you think about it, you have the convenience of home fueling where you plug in the car overnight, you're not going to gas stations. They're cheap to fill in some parts of the country where electricity is a bargain. Pacific Northwest is one of those. And if you've ever driven one of the modern EVs, they are a very, very special driving experience. They are immensely quiet, they're very smooth, and it takes a lot of engineering to do this. Because you have to understand, your car is making noises you never hear because the gasoline engine is sort of drowning it out. All of those have to be found on EVs to make the car an interesting experience. If you think about it, the first of the real EVs, Nissan Leaf and so on, are going to be bought by uh, techno junkies, aggressive environmentalists, people who think that EVs are a great solution, and prototypical earlier, early adopters. These are new car buyers, and they're going to fit these people's lifestyles probably very, very well. Very few will not have garages, so they'll have access to chargers. The issue with EVs becomes when they become a used car. There are multiple paths to how a car becomes a used car. And I have no doubt, a lot of Nissan Leafs are going to be passed on to kids. They're going to love it. And so they've got a free car and a car that isn't expensive to run. But for a buyer without a garage who doesn't have a charging station, there's a question about where you're going to get electricity. In, you'll have to do something that I call mooch charging, where you go to your friend's house and you throw an extension cord out and use the convenience charger a lot. But generally speaking, until the infrastructure is there with a lot of more convenient high-voltage charge stations, used vehicles are going to be a problem. There's also the possibility of getting iced. Getting iced is when you own an electric vehicle and there's a car, an internal combustion engine car, ICE, parked in the charge station parking lot. This actually does happen in the places where there are limited public charging stations. That's going to be a problem. Of course, putting a small engine on the car to keep the batteries charged eliminates pretty much all the shortcomings. And that's why in the used car market, the Chevy Volt is probably going to be a pretty hot vehicle because it gives you about 90% of the EV benefits and it gives you the ability of not having range anxiety, which is going to be a problem. The issue with EVs is there's sort of an intrigue of ownership with a pure EV, the silence, the ability to home charge and so on. But these may be things that only the first EV buyer ever experiences. There's a distinct possibility that used EVs could become a drug on the market for used cars. Kind of like a late 1970s Oldsmobile diesel. And remember, make AutoLine Daily your first stop for the latest news and the best analysis in the global automotive industry. Again, I'm Jim Hall from 2953 Analytics. Thanks for watching, and John will be back here in the driver's seat tomorrow. Thanks again.